Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Hi, it's Richard here, your faithful announcer. We are so glad you are listening. Casting our podcast on the waters of providence, trusting we encourage growing, biblical, dynamic, soul-satisfying prayer lives which glorify God. From the pen of Martin Lloyd-Jones, prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. John Owen adds, I pray God with all my heart that I may be weary of everything else but converse and communion with him. J.C. Riley adds his insight. Never, never may we forget that if we would do good to the world, our first duty is to pray. And now to our fine host, Fred. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. I am Fred the podcast principle. Thank you, Jesus, for his mercies. That's all we can say to save us and to give us our new inner man. He also, as our Savior who took on the earthly form, before he paid the price for our salvation in his blood, he taught us, and we have that in the Bible, the New Testament as well. And we do thank the Holy Ghost as well, who comes to indwell us and to be our assurance. We are back to our extended rile, and in his treatise, as we have been looking at, a call to prayer, we remember that prayer is a command, and we also have all the incumbent encouragements to our prayer lives as well. The last time he began this section with an argument illustrating the differences between Christians in our Christian lives, the quality of our Christian lives. I was trying to summarize that succinctly. I'm not sure if I did or not. But today he continues, Pastor Ryle does, in his assertion that focuses on prayer, but as you will also hear, he makes a great point about all our efforts as individuals in obedience, and he'll talk about the means of grace, the means of those ends which we all have. Today, he's also going to warn us about thinking that eminent holiness or a profound experience in the abundant life, eternal life as we know from John seventeen three that is available to us now is only available at a high level to a special few that have been set aside and particularly blessed. So we will pick up, if you don't mind, with J.C. Ryle on his first question, what accounts for the differences? And then we will go on to see his assertion on prayer. He begins, quote, Now how can we account for the difference which I have just described? What is the reason that some believers are so much brighter and holier than others? I believe the difference, in 19 cases out of 20, arises from different habits about private prayer. I believe that those who are not eminently holy pray little, and those who are eminently holy pray much. And again, his eminently there means known for or have a reputation of holiness. Back to Ryle, quote, I dare say this opinion will startle some readers. I have little doubt that many look upon eminent holiness as a kind of special gift, which none but a few must pretend to aim at. They admire it at a distance in books, 
They think it beautiful when they see an example near to themselves, but as to its being a thing within reach of any but a very few, such a notion never seems to enter their minds. In short, they consider it a kind of monopoly granted to a few favored believers, but certainly not to all. Now, I believe that this is a most dangerous mistake. I believe that spiritual as well as natural greatness depends in a high degree on the faithful use of the means within everybody's reach. Of course, I do not say we have a right to expect a miraculous grant of intellectual gifts, but this I do say, that when a man is once converted to God, his progress in holiness will be much in accordance with his own diligence in the use of God's appointed means. And I assert confidently that the principal means by which most believers have become great in the Church of Christ is the habit of diligent, private prayer. End quote. Thank you, Jesus, for the genius of J.C. Ryle. Now, I would, of course, give wholehearted agreement with the truth that those who become significant in the Church of Christ, however you personally might define it, genuinely have a habit of diligent private prayer. And even though I don't experience greatness, my desire stems from one of the Psalms in which David says to God, Thy gentleness, God's gentleness, makes me great. And this desire to know continually and increasingly my Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's my goal and that's my passion. You and I have discussed before that the chief reason God created everything is His own glory. And our chief reason, that means the foremost or ultimate, our chief reason for prayer is and will become increasingly His glory also. But we get added to that our longing hearts, however they are sustained, they can burst forth with joy and peace even in this sojourn of sorrows. And we are able to do that through diligent and private prayer, i.e. as we have looked at for the last four years, a growing, biblical, dynamic, sincere, soul-satisfying, God-glorifying communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. For our meditation, as we wrap up, let's go to Bishop Ryle one more time. Quote, Now I believe that this is a most dangerous mistake. By way of parentheses, that is that holiness, or success in the Christian life, experiencing that abundant life is only for a select few. Back to the quote. Quote, now I believe that this is a most dangerous mistake. I believe that spiritual as well as natural greatness depends in high degree on the faithful use of means within everybody's reach. Of course, I do not say we have a right to expect a miraculous grant of intellectual gifts. But this I do say, when a man is once converted to God, his progress in holiness will be much in accordance with his own diligence in the use of God's appointed means. And I assert confidently that the principal means by which most believers have become great in the Church of Christ is the habit of diligent private prayer. End quote. Father, we need Thee. I need Thee. I bow before You in humility and rejoicing, in humility repenting of my sins in the flesh, and the struggles I have with those besetting sins, and yet in rejoicing in thy salvation 
and in those small victories that thou givest. Thank you that we have the promise from James that as we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. What a glory to our souls. We pray together now that you will use this small meal for thy purposes. Draw us close in prayer and fellowship, even as we draw close to thee by faith, believing that thou art and that thou art a rewarder of all who seek thee. Father, thy will be done. Son, move on us to abide in thee. Holy Ghost, empower, teach, and comfort us from our inner man out that in all things we have the assurance which will sustain us and that thou dost have the preeminence in all things. Thy will be done. Amen. My beloved brethren, grace be with you, and let us pray for one another. As always, thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you at www.frponprayer.com or freerangeprayer at gmail.com. And for all your voiceover needs, go to richarddurrington.com or durringtonr at gmail.com. Keep your dial here for our next episode. And if you have a dial, you just might need an upgrade. For Fred and I, have yourself a prayerfully fun-filled day.